from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Brian. This is the best beer show on and the I'm internet. And I'm Katie. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I totally jumped the gun on that one. That was all on me. Guys. Wow. Guys, I'm over here. Oh, uh, well, I bet you, you missed two weeks, Katie. Mm. So I just. She was taking selfies. I didn't know what to do. And yeah. it's a whole thing. Feeling cute. I'm not, I'm not happy. Never mind. We don't have to get into it. Might delete later. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah. Before I get too deep here, I want to give a shout out to the American Homebrewers Association. They do a lot. They do a lot to support home brewing and home brewers. And now they support us during the AHA. We'll give you discounts at homebrew shops and select tap rooms, as well as give you access to the fantastic Zymergy magazine. Click on the referral link about our homepage and join today. So we give a big shout out to our patrons, specifically our Black Belt patrons, Andy Thompson, Bjorn Bjornson, Devin Stinson, and Tyler Romanski. If you'd like to be as awesome as our patrons, head over to patreon.com slash studios and become a patron today. Um, and then before we get too deep here, I want to give a sh- uh, just uh, just a quick apology to uh, our episode two weeks ago with uh, the weird audio quality and my distractedness trying to make all of the things in the studio work. But, oh, I can't wait yeah. to listen to that. That's the is that yeah, coming it out, came out, came uh, out I think that came out last Tuesday. If I, or maybe it comes out this Tuesday. I think it comes out this Tuesday because Milkshake IPA, I believe, is the... It was last? Yeah, and that was, okay. a, yeah. that was the last episode that I was yeah. involved with. Okay, and I yeah. Missed, this, this, I, missed, I missed two. Two? Yep, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. So, two, yeah. We did it's, two with Ethan? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yep, Brewer Ethan was here. In, Brewer in, Ethan, yeah. In place of Katie. Uh, yes, uh, but, you know, we have Katie back, so yeah. everything's right in the world. Well, and maybe we... Maybe, maybe we can get them both. We, yeah, that's. I think that's the plan at, at some point. All right. Maybe intermittent both. I like this plan. This me is too. good for me because then I have to know <laughs> less things. Yeah. yeah. There is that. All right. Um, yeah. So, Brian, what have you been up to beer-related lately? Beer-related. Man, I was really struggling to um, think about this on the way over, um, and I don't really have anything interesting uh, other than get the brewery we're talking about uh, s- tweaking some of the existing recipes. Um, which has been kind of fun to, to think about and ponder. And then I kind of got down a rabbit hole about your brew day yesterday from the little that I heard about it, Yeah. Um, which we'll talk a lot more later because there, there's a weird tie-in. Yeah, there's so a very weird tie-in. I won't ruin anything. I have no idea what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All I know is that uh, um, the, the beer's flowing like wine. The Modelo, the Modelo's flowing like wine today. Um, and yeah. I, right. Yeah, I got nothing really. All right, Katie. Uh, well, I was. I mean, I have. I have. I have so much, but I will. The most recent is I was actually just at the brewery uh, milling in for our. Um, not our next can release, but the following: our Paul and Babe's Breakfast Ale. Oh. Um, I'm brewing. We're doing a, a 30 barrel batch of that in the next couple of days, so I had to stop in and get those grains milled in, so tomorrow I can mash in bright and early. And that's our. Uh, it's been. We've had that beer on tap, and it was so so tasty that we decided we needed to can it. So it's a uh, it, it it's actually it's like take a sip of coffee and then a bite of blueberry pancakes. Was that that, that one was uh, crowlered like at the beginning of COVID, right? Yeah, that mm-hmm. we released it right about then. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, because I remember yes. drinking a few crowlers of it. Yeah. Yep, so we're pretty excited. Like the, and of course, you know, we, we talk about the can art and all those things, but the can <laughs> art is pretty fantastic on this beer. It was the first beer that we we made around the idea of a flavor, so a more culinary yeah. approach. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, Justin was like, I want to make a beer that tastes like this, and yeah. then that's 
that's how it and was it built. And it does. Yep. Um, but yeah, there's some cool can art, and that should be coming out after Big Mix. Mm-hmm. And, and then the Blood, Blood Orange. Or, or was Blood Orange before that? Blood Orange is in Tank. Um, I think the Blood Orange is coming so, out yes. first because we had absolutely zero issues um, getting that label approved. Yeah. But we, I don't, maybe, I'm sure Justin's told you this, but we're having stupid issues getting the label approved for Pollen Babes Breakfast Ale. Mm-hmm. They're not wanting to cooperate. And that's because, <laughs> as far as I'm, from what I understand, that's because it's such a culinary beer. It has yes. all those flavors and Correct. things in it. Yep. To, to, oh, br- yeah, to bring it full circle, that that's that in some is why. And they're even, even down to, they're like, okay, it has to say the, the, the type of beer, ale, and then under it, in a font that's half the size, exactly half the size, it has to say, you know, malt beverage with blah, blah, blah. And so, yeah, it's been, they've been kicking that ball back and yeah. forth for weeks, and I can't buy labels. And so it's always funny when I think, oh, the Blood Orange labels have been in the brewery for months. Mm-hmm. In you know way, and but this Paul and Babes one, we're gonna come right up to the right up to the wire. The, the Is that gonna be here. another where we'll can it and then label it? I really hope not because <laughs> I. That sounds like a pain in the ass. Hate that it's and just, yeah, it's a handful of times that happened at Lucid, and we were there till like midnight, and yeah, it sucks. Whatever. So, yeah, but it's a great. It's it's great. It's gonna be fun, and hopefully, uh, unlike my brew day yesterday, I won't totally mess it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, we'll get to that in just yeah. a second, because uh, I think I have a fun way to introduce that, sure. because we're, we're going to play a little game. Did but you anyway, do the ad reads? I did. Okay. That was the first thing I did, and I then was... I apologized, and then we talked about your day, and then we talked about Katie's, I was busy. and now it's my turn. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. It's it, almost <laughs> as if... <laughs> Yeah. How was your How was your uh, brew? Oh, week, uh, it was it was actually pretty good. I got the new fridge with uh, oh. with taps in it, so I have a kegerator again. Um, we're not quite there. I kegged in Oktoberfest. I was fermenting at a friend's house, um, and so that will be carved next week because it's just not quite there right now. What is in the in the uh, little corny or the what is I don't even, yeah corny cake that's in that fridge right uh, that's that's the uh, Octoberfest oh it's still carbon yep. yeah it's still carbon I'm listening uh, yep yeah so uh, but yeah, no, I, I'm excited because like I'm one step closer to actually being able to brew again the next is just to get uh, fermentation control back and then I can brew again mm-hmm. I'm very excited yeah and then I can finally try one of your home brews right that yeah. isn't warm and flat yes <laughs> yeah. or whatever was wrong with that beer it was warm and flat because the beer because that was when the kegerator decided yeah. he didn't want to work anymore did no. he ever tell you that he did the 80 style challenge yes yes you guys have talked about that and and yeah. i've been now co-hosting I, I looked back actually on my way i've been co-hosting the show since february and i still oh, have shit. yet to try a casey uh-huh. home yeah brew. yeah wow that, that shows uh some great dedication yeah. on my part it's um, i can't i just i'm blown away at, at how long well, it's been because uh, yeah i mean yeah. you know there's been a few a few episodes that i've missed and then we had the covid you then know, we had covid yeah and then i did, from yeah. drank all of the beer that i had so, and yeah. then so, yeah. there's there's reasons but, yep yep yeah um and i've also just been brewing uh with uh my my buddy steve uh and so actually i should pull that out so i have the the was for for a little bit later in a minute here, but anyway, so Katie, I'm going to start uh, telling a story, and you let me know if any of this sounds familiar. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. So I was brewing a hazy IPA uh-huh. yesterday. Yes, that, yesterday. That sounds familiar. <laughs> yesterday. Um, yeah, that sounds familiar. Yep, okay. Uh, and it seemed like everything was going great. 
um, until we took a gravity reading, mm-hmm. and we were about 20 points low. Okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> All this, like, ringing a bell? Yeah, okay. yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he, he mumbled something in the car on the way over, and I was like, oh, I'm like, no, yeah. no, I'm like, yeah. no, don't wait. Yeah. Just wait till uh, get yeah. So, uh, what are you going to make this beer instead of a hazy IPA? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's now a hazy pale ale? Yeah, yeah, that's how it's called. Yeah, yeah so... so so yes, you know we we I, I I texted or messaged the group this morning and said, are we doing a podcast? What it's going to be on? And and it was troubleshooting, and I was like, oh, let me tell you. So yeah, yesterday I was also brewing a hazy IPA, <laughs> our our Hudson Haze, and I took a gravity reading, and it was probably about twenty points low. And now it's going to be a, a one off. I would assume we'll, we'll yeah. do something. We'll try. Well, unless we'll, it unless people start beating the door down for a, a pale <laughs> ale. Uh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, it's 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 this talk about troubleshooting. Um, we'll hopefully be able, and we haven't discussed this at a group, but I, you know, I would assume we'll probably dry hop it with something different, yeah. and it'll be something. So that's the so. beauty beauty of brewing. But yeah, that's funny. Yeah. No. It was. Uh, yeah. Just the. The exact same thing, like, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, so it's it's very weird. Um, so here's here's my recipe, and then I think so. Brian mentioned that you guys have a theory, um, mm-hmm. and we're we were still we were kicking ourselves, and we couldn't really figure it out. So, um, so ours was what thirty eight and a half percent two row, twenty five percent flaked oat, twenty five percent spelt malt. And ten percent carafoam. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And, and how many pounds of rice hulls? Yeah. Uh, one. Okay. In a right. five-gallon batch. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah ours is fifty-five uh, percent base malt, and then the rest of it is a mixture of a bunch of flake adjuncts, and we do use some uh, carafoam or dextrin malt too in there. Um, yeah. We. So what I did, and what I did, you know, we've been trying, we've been trying to figure out. This hazy IPA, we you know we've had we have this Hudson Haze on tap, and um, we're trying to make it a little juicier, th- more thick. So we added a bunch of flaked adjuncts, and of course, what happens uh, even with rice hulls, your louder transfer into the boil kettle is. I think I had a. Usually our brew days are about nine hours, start to finish. Like you know, the last thing, the first thing you do is mash, and the last thing you do is squeegee the floor. Nine hours, right around there. And uh, this was like a twelve or thirteen hour brew day because the, the transfer was so slow. So we were trying to figure out a way to remedy that, and uh, a solution was to put um, the flaked some of the flaked adjuncts in the louder instead of right in the mash. You know, maybe if they they sat on top, they would okay. mix yeah. in and, and gum it up. But why? Can you explain to the listeners why <clears throat> would we put the flaked stuff in the in the louder? Like, wouldn't don't we need that in the mash? Well, uh, they don't. Uh, you know, there's not a lot of sugars in those beers mm-hmm. or in the in the in that. Um, in your flaked in that flake yeah. in those flaked adjuncts. So we weren't we weren't concerned about right um, not getting that inst- extraction from the sugar. Um, but and I am. Long story short, I I, I, I saw my first um, gravity reading. We do we do write one right at uh, one barrel, like right when the when the wort is going into the boil kettle, and it was low. Um, and then I look over at the louder ton as as you as the the water level is going closer and closer to the top of the mash, and I could see just water rushing into these channels. And I think what mm-hmm. happened is those adjuncts created this like gum layer on top of everything else and then they're oh, okay. just channeling. So yeah. yeah, we just I mean talk about like, you know, we talk about 
mash and making sure channeling doesn't happen and stirring and all the things. And it was, you know, by that point it was too late. I, you know, I suppose I could have mixed, mixed the, the louder up again, but. So, so I it, guess some of the, some of the things that kind of come to mind to me when we're talking about low extract efficiency is, and this isn't necessarily what happened with either of your brews, but I think one thing would be your crush is too coarse. Um, you're collecting too quickly. Mm-hmm. That was a thing on, on this. We had this uh, Chinese system where <clears throat> the butterfly valve had peaks and valleys. Yeah. And I was, I've told you this yep. story probably we 10 times. We had the times. same with our, uh, our, oh shit, I'm, I'm losing, the, where you vorla. What's the, uh, the, the uh, why is it gone? I don't know. I'm, the it's grant? Too. The, the grant, the, grant, the word grant, grant, sorry. God, Duh. sorry. It's like grant. Anyway, the word, yeah, the word grant, if you, if, yeah, if, if you have you're it. If you're too, if, it, so <laughs> these valves have peaks and valleys. And if you clicked it open one valley and then got it up onto one peak, it was perfect. Yep. And yep. if it was going a little bit more quickly and you got greedy and clacked it down mm-hmm. into that second valley, funk, the yep. bed would just. Yeah. So that's another thing. You're, you're, you're collecting work too quickly. Mm-hmm. And on a homebrew scale, that's obviously you're not having, probably don't have val- valves with peaks and valleys. No, not. probably not. But, hopefully. you know, you, I mean, it is, it, it can be, yeah. it can be, you know, it can be a matter of taking, you know, I, you know, I, I would have a, when I was homebrewing, I would have a, like a screwdriver and just taking it and clicking that valve just mm-hmm. tapping just it just a little much. bit and yeah. if, if you did it too much it was you know you you couldn't maneuver it with your hand because you would go too much you, so it was you just get greedy kind of this, like tap. Yeah. yeah there goes your bed but so you got to be careful with that so collecting another piece would be collecting uh too little per unit of grain so you've somehow m- messed up your calculation um you can even go so far as to say that also potentially you have a poor louder ton design um, if you've made your stuff <clears throat> yourself or you've purchased something, that's, Hey, that's always, that's always <laughs> potentially a thing is the equipment's just junk. Cause I've brewed on a lot of junk. <laughs> right. Uh, and then, uh, water chemistry, um, was another one that I kind of jotted down. Uh, it's not enhanced to, for like a good mash. So you want to check your, what would it be? Calcium level at that point, I think. And then. I don't. I mean, I guess I've never really thought about a water water chemistry affecting mash efficiency. Well, that and, I mean, that well, and it, then it would pH. affect your pH. Which yeah. Would, oh, yeah. yeah. If yeah, you're outside sure. of the five two five six pH range, uh-huh. all That'll, kinds of weird yeah. shit can yeah. happen. So, well, the other thing that could happen with mash efficiency is if you accidentally heat your your strike water higher than that one sixty seven one seventy, and then you've converted. You know, those enzymes mm-hmm. will denature. And they, you know, they and then you just won't to, get any. Yeah. yeah. I yep. mean, that's just, that was off the top of my head while I was mm-hmm. driving yeah. from disc golf um, today. Yeah. So we, we were doing a postmortem of our brew day, like you do, especially when something horrible goes wrong. Uh, <laughs> what I do, <laughs> what I do is I, what was our thing? I sob in the bottom of my shower. <laughs> <laughs> We've been saying that at the brewery a lot lately. No, well, where's we, uh, the best place to cry? In the bottom of your shower. <laughs> No, we uh, we we went. We actually went to Bobtown and had beers and burgers and sadness. And uh, <laughs> that doesn't sound sad at all because yeah. the beer and food at Bobtown. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. it brought us up a little bit. We were real low. Um, no, and so we we were kind of going over a lot of the same things. We're like, okay, our our crush hasn't changed. We've been using the same mill uh-huh. with these brews, and yeah. we've been yeah. within a couple of points every time. Like, what happened? I mean, are you an, are you analyzing the COA? Or the the what's called a COA sheet. It's a it tells you 
No, because because we're buying. Um, you wouldn't know. Yeah, like as yeah. a home brewer, as a home brewer, we just yeah. don't know. As a brewery, we can get COA sheets, and yeah. we're we've now that we've got another extra human who is really good at analyzing data yeah. like that, we're going to be able to do that. Well, mm-hmm. so yeah, so we're we're going through, and like right now, our our biggest. Uh, ideas are it was something with adjuncts and channeling or it was we were pulling too fast off of the mash ton and we're just like we're not sure Mm -hmm. so we're like all right so here's what we're gonna do we bought a sack of grain and we're just gonna brew like simple pale ales like five times in a row sure to and like change one variable at a time until That's, we get everything dialed in. And for for listeners, perk up your ears if you're only half listening. Like what Casey just said, <clears throat> when you're making changes, and we talked about this about at the brewery, it's like we there's all kinds of ideas of what we could do to change to make stuff right or different or better. If there are five things, start with one. Yep. Yep. Don't don't go to the second. Don't, don't do two of them. The things. Do yeah. one. Well, and so that's kind of. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh no. Oh. Uh, there's there's a puddle of towels down here. Uh, there's a beer spill. Uh, where did the paper towels go? Oh no! I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll fix that we'll, later. It's it, not pulling. We're good. It's just sitting there. So. All right. Um, I'll, I'll text Carlos. Yeah, like that'll uh, all work. <laughs> it might work. Anyway, you him an email. Uh, yeah, no. So we we changed uh, like because he got you know some new equipment and like so we changed a lot of things kind of all at once mm-hmm. and we're like okay we need to take a step back and figure out yeah. where the, exactly the problem yeah. is and you know I mean on and and you know. To, with this, with, it was the same thing with, with this beer. You know, I, I added the, and I only actually added 50% of the adjuncts to the louder. I kept the other 50% in the mash tun because I just didn't, I just, you know, like my right. gut was, you know, I should have listened a little bit better, but whatever. But we also, you know, another thing that we've, we've done with this beer on this round is we took out the lac, we, there was lactose in it and we took that out. Oh. So, I mean, obviously the lactose isn't going to, make that big of a difference in gravity but it's like you know it's there's always these questions that come up and yeah, you know this, then i think about you know did the mash temperature because our you know I've, I've always had some you know there's the mash it's a jack you know it's a jacketed mash ton so did the temperature raise above that you know because that, right. that tends to happen so there's all the all these questions but you even though i have brewed i don't know i've probably brewed hundreds and i i know i've brewed at least you know three four hundred batches of beer if not more in my home brew and professional career and even it it was a good lesson for me that just change one thing. It's, you know, I might have oh, all man. the confidence in the world as a brewer, but you know, there's always going to be questions about what happened with that beer yesterday because I, you know, we we looked at we we changed two things or you know whatever. So thank the you, paper Carlos. Towels <laughs> Where were they hiding? <laughs> upstairs. Oh, why were they upstairs? Because uh, we needed. Oh, okay. Well, oh, because Matt was upstairs. The kitchen. I remember now. <laughs> upstairs. Well, no, we have a paper ho- towel holder in the kitchen. Empty. It's empty though. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the downstairs one very appropriately has a set of Mardi Gras beads. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Inexplicably on this. I mean, think about if you go to Target and you get a paper towel holder, and there's Mardi Gras beads also. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Um, yeah, so, all right, so troubleshooting, um, so just kind of, like, I guess to kind of recap, um, first thing, before you even get to this point, if you're planning on making a lot of changes to your system, Mm -hmm. make them one at a time, like, slowly add them in and modify your process to do that, um, but, so something goes wrong on brew day, 
Um, if it's a gravity thing, like immediately start looking at uh, what were the what were the kind of the big points that you hit there, Brian? Oh man. Okay. Well, it it it. I'll I'll kind of backtrack a tiny bit, but it didn't sound like it, you guys had a you had a, it sounded like you had a partially stuck mash, and mm-hmm. so running off the work too quick quickly is a big one. Uh, grain crush too finely. Uh, high percentage of adjunct. That's the reasons for stuck mash. Yep. However, low extract efficiency. We're talking about uh, the crush is too coarse. Potentially, you're collecting wort too fast. Uh, like I said before, collecting too little volume of wort per unit of grain. So you didn't calculate that. Um, not enough uh, water sometimes. Um, poor louder ton design. Um, water chemistry that isn't conducive to a healthy or good mash. Uh, and I, I kind of poked the idea of potentially it's calcium that might have something to do with it, which is re- directly related, obviously, to where your pH yeah. could end mm-hmm. up outside of 5.2 to 5.6. And, and and frankly, I think, you know, if you can tighten it up to 5.2 to 5.4, you're probably better off. But yep. that's another uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Or, a, or a previous podcast. Or, previous podcast. <laughs> or one we already did. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, you know, I think when my mash efficiency was impacted as a home brewer, my 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 thought was always you uh you know you you sparge too quickly mm-hmm. yep and that's and, and there was some channeling what it is yeah. Yeah. times and yeah no we got one of those auto sparge arms that's supposed to start and stop and i think that was part of the problem could the first be. time using that mm-hmm. yeah. and then you throw all the adjuncts in there like with yeah we the, were just changing too many things mm-hmm. the blickman one with the yep with the ball ball yeah awesome i love blickman stuff yep that's yeah yeah Pretty neat thing. Um, always too expensive for me. Oh, but. it's very expensive. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't buy it, so it was yeah, great. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> I uh, when I worked at when I worked at Northern Brewer in Minneapolis, the, um, I stopped brewing at home because they had the balls to the wall they pilot had system. The, yeah. The uh, what's the what's the, the power rack? of tower? Uh, the, the well, that's the the tower of the, power. That's the, the little you know, the PID tower, 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 yeah. tower, whatever. Yeah, that's a little the, no. It's the PID like, I guess it's the thing. What the Brickman the top the tier Brickman, system, like, top or whatever. Tier, yeah, yeah. We had you know top we had all the, all the kettles. Whatever, yeah, that's what the, it was. The you know the the top tier system. We had the um, auto sparge, the tower of power. I mean, it was just like it was like a little mini brewery, and then it's like, why would I? And then we could do ten gallon batches too, right. which made it more way more. Well, efficient. you know, if you have an extra ten grand sitting around, yeah, sure. I mean, I know, I get it. And then obviously, I was, I was, I was brewing um, on equipment purchased oh, yeah. by the company. Yeah. And oh was, no, but that was such a perk. Perfect. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, why wouldn't you do it that well, way? Yeah, exactly. Like, then you go, you go home and you look at your stupid cooler and you're like, why do you exist? <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Look at that one; it's better, and I can go brew on that one anytime I want. Yeah, <laughs> and it's in. We were, you know, the other thing is it was inside. Like oh, that's especially. We had, a, we had a hood in this fancy kitchen. I don't. Yeah, yeah. You know, like there's people uh, in this world, like homebrewers in this world, who will never know just the pure pleasure of brewing in twenty below outdoors. Oh, been there, been done, there that. done that, done <clears> that. <throat> and I feel bad for those people. I that I was when I realized. <laughs> speaking of troubleshooting, I realized that uh, pumps still freeze when it's cold. Yeah. I was, I was, I was trying the, to run something yeah. through a pump, and I was like, "Oh, little surface oh, it, area, it freezes." Okay, yep. that's pumps why. will freeze. Yeah. Uh, 
everything just gets very hard when it's when it's cold. Mm-hmm. Like, so, yeah, so ambient temperature can affect your brew day too. Yeah, well then and then you know this this brings up a point that I was thinking about uh, earlier. I don't honestly think I've ever brewed a batch of beer that I haven't had there hasn't been trouble, you know, that I've had to I've had to you know, I mean, I can't I honestly just can't. something just, on the fly. It is what or, it is, you know, yeah, whether no, it's that's water brewing, temperatures man. and yeah. or you know, whatever it might yeah. be. Or you're distracted by said problem and you've Overfill the oh, yeah. goddamn H- HLT or something. Did that yesterday. Or the CLT in the in the case of Lucid, there was a CLT cold, yeah. uh, jacketed cold liquor tank. Yeah. And that's, it is what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, and yeah. it's, so like what we're talking troubles on Brood. Yeah, like, we're, 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 and, we're, <laughs> and we're looking at, so if you are, like I would say within like plus or minus three points, don't worry about it at no. all. Even five, maybe. Yeah. Once you're and, past that, like, and and I think because that because if you if you're pitching a good amount of yeast, your your yeast will probably, um, you know, process those sugars and ferment those sugars three or four points below what your intended final gravity will be, mm-hmm. and so the beer is going to end up maybe a little drier or less dry but the alcohol percentage is going to be about the same. And, um, you know, it's just. Well, and especially at the homebrew level, we don't have much control over that. I mean, I mean, you can, you can get as uh, into it as you want, but if you're not getting uh, like the malt sheets for every batch and then recalculating everything, like if you're just putting your malts into um, a piece of software, you're going to have minor fluctuations like that. Mm-hmm. So don't, yeah, don't sweat the small stuff. 20 points, big issue. No, there's like <laughs> hundreds of batches that between the three of us sitting at this table, we've brewed hundreds of batches and there's always some bullshit. Yeah. There, yeah. If you I have a brew day without batch. bullshit, think, you miss the bullshit. I think between, between, between the three of us, it's probably thousands of batches or, you know, up or up where, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. have a good idea of. I've done a couple hundred homebrews. Because put it this way, like I brewed batch five hundred with when at how was it inbound or uh, whatever. We it was batch five hundred, but there were a lot of batches that I brewed that were part of like one batch number, but there were yeah. four turns. Yeah. Yep. Said, so the beer was brewed four times for one number. Yep, right. Exactly. So <laughs> there's that too. Yeah. <laughs> That's you brew every like every day for years. You kind of lose track of the number, yeah. mm-hmm. but everyone has bullshit. Yeah, there's always bullshit. There's always some bullshit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what makes brewing fun, right? So you want to be a brewer. <laughs> you want to deal with bullshit constantly. But the you know the other thing about this is you know you know whether it's this, uh, well. It, we I haven't even discussed the yield of the beer that I brewed yesterday because I knew I was going to under, undershoot my. This is another thing, another for troubleshooting. If if your gravity points are um, lower than you expected, just start with a lower boil. So I did that with this beer yesterday to kind of compensate yeah. for little help. Um, so you know, luckily we have a one-off beer, but but instead of having you know thirteen and a half, fourteen barrels finished, we'll have 
11 so or whatever. At, at so what, at what point do you think it's not worth it to add, like, DME in, like, to boost your gravity? Honestly, if, if we had had a sack of DME in the brewery yesterday, I would have added it. Okay. And that would have been a solution. But we just, that's not something yeah. that we keep around. No. Yeah. Uh, as a home brewer, just keep a five-pound sack yep. of DME yep. around all the time. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, you can definitely boost your gravity that way, and it's not going to affect the flavor of the beer no, too much. No, no. Uh, you know, pick, uh, you know, don't, maybe not necessarily use a Pilsner DME, but no. use their, whatever. Like a the light neck, malt. Like or, light, yeah. yeah, or the golden or, or the whatever. Golden, yeah. Um, keep that, keep that in your, in a, in a Ziploc yeah. bag. Um, yeah, we talked about it, but I had my DME here, and I was in Hudson uh, at uh, my buddy's house, and he didn't have any DME because mm-hmm. he doesn't listen to the show. No. So. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty certain if, you know, if, you know, we would probably have a 50, 50 pound sack if I, it, that would have just thrown that in the boil and it would have solved the problem. But yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. So, all right. So you notice this problem. DME is a good solution. Uh, if you're a few points around, you can boil a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. You got to be careful with that, though, because I did of... that. I did that as well yesterday. OK. I boiled an extra hour, actually. Oh, wow. Yeah. OK. To try to yeah drive off more of the yep. water. Yep. And yeah. I mean, more of those you're sugars. only going to get so much you would have to yeah. sit there and boil for like four hours well and then your yeah. yield would have been what like <clears throat> a barrel of like. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah exactly and you know i'm and then you have to think about you know the the longer you boil those sugars the more caramelized that they're yep. going to get and that's going to you're going to get that Maillard reaction. More Maillard, yep. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so that's going to affect the flavor of your beer and also the color of your beer yep um and so yeah so you're yeah so you're kind of just playing this game of at what point do I just kind of give up and make it a different beer now? Yeah. Well, and, and I, honestly, that's, you know, at the end of the day, I pretty, pretty much realized that that was going to happen. So one thing I did, I was like, well, let's just go for it. I, you know, we usually ferment our beers at hop at six sixty four degrees, our ales. So I was like, I'm going to do it at 67. See what that, you know, what, what that, how that changes the yeast character of this beer. Pull a little more fruity. Yeah. And you know, cause you know, Ethan and I have thrown, Ethan and I have thrown around the idea of, you know, taking our, this, this haze, this juicy, hazy IPA, and fermenting it warmer, you know, not much, no more than 67 degrees because mm-hmm. I don't want to get too crazy fruity, but maybe that would help. Well, with, it's just time to introduce you know, Kvike strain into the brewery. And yeah, well, we're, 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 we're looking at changing the yeast on this beer as well. But Yeah, we um, found uh, what we think might be a good replacement for it. Of what yeah, we're let me, I, I can actually, yeah. let me pull up my invo- the invoice here. So, uh, what what yeast are you using right now? Oh five, five. Yep, yep. Okay, for, and and we're gonna use uh, New England American East Coast Ale, um, Scott Scott Laboratories. Yeah, another uh, dry yeast. Yes. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Much much cheaper. You can still reuse it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I brought this up um, when I was homebrewing. I you know, and I think this is definitely true. I think that liquid yeast sample. You know, using pitch, pitching with liquid yeast on a, on a homebrew scale, there are benefits to that versus dry. There's no question about that. So when I started brewing professionally, I was first on a, a one barrel batch, and I would always use liquid yeast and pitch it up and do the mm-hmm. things. And then I went and I did. We used to uh, the the previous brewery that I used to work for, Bobtown. I did. Um, so we did some alt propping there um, at Hop and Barrel, so we brewed 15 barrel batches. Mm-hmm. And the first batch I brewed, I used a, a liquid yeast sample. I, you know, we ordered it from, I think I was using Omega. Um, and the, 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 the quality of that 
beer with that yeast was not better than using a dry like USO5. And I don't know if it's a system or, you know, if it's a system or how the yeast is managed, but I was, you know, pretty, pretty instantly. It's like, well, God, if we can save like a thousand dollars on a yeast pitch with using, you know, a 500, 500 gram or multiple 500 gram packs of these, you know, Saf Ale USO5. Definitely. I mean, that was, that was a, a lesson that I was not expecting. Mm -hmm. How big is a 500 gram thing of yeast? Like, uh, like three quarters, uh, like picture in your mind, a brick. Yeah. It's a little, oh, bit, nice. a little yeah. bit shorter. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> it's about the size of a brick. Okay. Yeah, a little bit shorter than a actual, like what you would think of a brick. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys have anything else you want to touch on? I mean, th- uh, this is a pretty, <laughs> this is a pretty deep topic it depends it on, is like, it is well like i guess yeah what, what i should have called this is uh troubleshooting low gravity yeah on when you're yeah. making a yeah. when you're making <laughs> a hazy ipa and i so exactly call, call it that then yeah on, I mean, we on a random ass saturday people, in hudson people aren't gonna know until they get to the end of the episode when we're yeah. sitting here talking i mean we I could know. we could you sit know. here and, and you know <laughs> the, the, we've talked about troubleshooting like i you yeah. know uh brian's taking sanitizing butter knives from the uh break room to Seal. Oh, you remember that I mean, story? All, oh my all, god! Yeah. Or like the one where I was the, brewing the that tank October wouldn't seal, and I was like sticking yeah. silverware and, in. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, I think that all, would be everything. a fun episode just in and of itself. We can get a couple more pro brewers down here, and you guys just talk about it's the weird ass things that you've done to try to save yeah. a batch. Yeah, like, that'll be that'll be a good one when Tim when Tim is on uh, Gordon's podcast. Yeah, that'd be a great one. Yeah. Or, I mean, the, the, you know, the other thing is, is I guess, you know, for listeners, if you have like, hey, this happened, how would have you have handled that? I mean, that could yeah, be, that like, would be, that could a, be a segment of every show. You know who else you know? we could grab is O'Hara for that episode. Yes. Yeah, that'd, that'd be a good one. Cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so I think, I think that's kind of, kind of it. Um, yeah, it's just, I, the way this episode kind of came up is is really entertaining to me. The fact that we both had the exact same mm-hmm. problem yeah. on the same day. <laughs> it was, it, so it was when you decided to that the topic of this episode was this yesterday when you were like, let me think what yep. troubleshooting. Because <laughs> I was like, well, I was like, well, I'm going to, I was going to just bring it up during my, like, what happened. And I was like, I think we could make an entire episode out of this. Yeah. Well, and, and before we started, Brian had said, uh, you know, it's, uh, what did you say something about it? It's, it's not troubleshooting it's learning lessons or whatever oh i i say i say, I say this about, <laughs> i say this about everything when uh, there are no there are no problems in the brewery there are only lessons yeah yeah there are and, no and there are no problems on the disc golf course there are only lessons and now you know now i have um now i know don't add flaked adjuncts to the well, louder but i mean and could you do it and not get the channeling you know, I don't know because I add. I started adding those. It was 150 pounds for the batch, and the other 150 went into the mash tun. I started adding it as the louder was, or the mash, because we have a three vessel. So um, I started adding it as the the mash was transferring into the louder tun mm-hmm. at about 50 percent in. So I f- I really f- like you know I feel like it was mixed in there pretty well, but apparent. I mean I've. Apparently not. I don't know. It's tough. I mean that those well, yeah, those racking that racking yeah. arm or whatever that, that those rakes that go around. I just don't think that they can churn the louder. I think it. I think it definitely spins it, but I don't know if it churns it enough. Okay. Did you? Well, and I guess were there rice hulls in with? Well, and I guess yeah, does I did it, fifty pounds matter? of okay. rice hulls. I mean, and yeah. so 
our, uh, Ethan and I, our solution for our next batch is taking instead of doing all flaked, we're gonna we're gonna um, split some of it. So we're gonna instead, you know, we're gonna use a sack of flaked wheat, but then also a sack of torrified wheat. Okay. And we're gonna use a sack of flaked oats, but also a sack of oat malt. So it's you know it's it's gonna have a similar effect. I'm not opposed to. Um, maybe changing some of the flake barley instead of, you know, doing a hundred pounds, which is what we're using in the recipe, maybe doing 50 and then adding an extra bag of dextrin malt or something just to, cause we want that thickness and that, you mm-hmm. know, that haze that comes from those, but it's just, it's impossible. I mean, 400 pounds of, of adjunct, of adjunct in insane. a 15 barrel batch of beer is a lot. And I, I just don't think that the system can can manage it. So and that's somebody out. who brewed like an all adjunct stout. Like. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I'm, I'm actually pretty surprised that I didn't have such an issue with that beer. I don't. For some reason. Unfortunately, I don't have a problem with the idea that, yeah, the system just can't handle that mm-hmm. because we're we're, you know, flexing the limit or pushing the limit of what the system can do because we're making us a, a stout. A style well, that just came out of nowhere, and, right? And the other thing is, is the system can. It's, mm-hmm. but it's also a time. You know, it's right. a time. It's, you know, well, yeah. I mean, I, and nobody, I, nobody wants to f- louder for four hours. Yeah, like, I mean, and you know, you're talking about, a, you know, cost of a cost of a batch of beer. Right. If your brewer is having to work three or four extra hours it's to transfer, it's, it's not worth and, it. You know, yeah. it's that, especially that, that a beer like the, that, yeah. which is more expensive to make than yeah. others. So. Yeah. That's why you save those extra hours for when you're doing the triple decoction for your. <laughs> nobody, nobody. Can we need to have a decoction the, when when we need to have a decoction. Just an episode about the the pros and cons of. The if we're co- doing that, we need to get Fredrickson mashing. down here too because he is yeah. he is very into decoction mashing. Well, that's oh yeah. We, why wouldn't we have him on that other episode too? Duh, when yeah, 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 yeah. All That'd right. be an interesting one. It'd be a fun one. Definitely a fun one. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in this week. If you have any questions, comments, show ideas, or what have you, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindnewsstudios.com. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindnewsstudios. You can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And we'll see you guys next week. Good day. Peace.